You're listening to MLB.com Extras, brought to you by MLB.tv. It's baseball everywhere. Everyone, welcome to MLB.com Extras. I'm Alexa Dat, and today we are talking Nats baseball with MLB.com Nationals reporter Jamal Collier. Jamal, we have a little bit of breaking news on this Thursday. The Nationals signed Miguel Montero to a minor league deal with an invite to spring training. Uh, some people and uh, a lot of Miguel Montero's critics would say that, uh, I don't know if this is the best move, considering he criticized Jake Arrieta for not being able to hold runners on and then uh, was excused from the Cubs. How is this going to go over with three-time Cy Young Award winner Max Scherzer and the rest of this rotation? Yeah, well, I think you know the biggest thing with Montero is is uh, he still can hit, <laughs> and I think that that's obviously a positive. The Nats, uh, obviously, their catcher is kind of the one uh, spot that they really can use some improvement in. And if, if Montero is going to come in, compete for that backup spot, uh, kind of along with Pedro Severino, and if he's the guy that can spell Matt Wieters. Um, you're really adding a, another veteran hitter to come off the bench, um, and a guy who's who's been you know, successful in the big leagues and, and still hits left-handed pitching pretty well. Um, and I think that those things are still going to be uh, more of a positive, uh, potential positive that Montero could bring if, if he does indeed make this team coming out of spring training. Um, the Nats have, have talked about kind of the plan to reduce Matt Wieters' playing time a little bit this year. So if you're talking about somewhere around 90 to 100 games for Wieters, look at about 60 games for his backup, and you, you know, a guy like Matt um, Montero making 60 games, uh, you know, starting 60 games is a lot more kind of an appealing, uh, you know, appealing for the Nationals than so many other guys out there. Um, they do really like Pedro Severino, though. It's not necessarily you know, going to be Montero's job, but um, I think all in all, this could be a potential positive signing. I think that yes, he's going to have some some issues potentially with the uh, running game, but he's a guy who's going to speak his mind. We've seen that, uh, you know, with the Cubs last year. But I, I do think that in general, his teammates did seem to like him, and he, and he seemed to fit in well there. How does the Miguel Montero signing impact the Nationals' interest in JT Realmuto? You know. I, I'm not sure how much it really will. Uh, I think the, the biggest thing with Rimbuto and, and in general with catcher was, um, you know, uh, whether or not the Nationals were, were – Rimbuto was obviously one of the better catchers in, in baseball and, and has been over the last couple of years. Um, and, you know, he's not going to be a, a cheap. And I think the biggest thing, as, as we kind of talked about here on this podcast before, is, you know, who, who kind of goes in on their – who moves on their demands. You know, the, the Marlins are going to want uh, some top prospects for him. Uh, that's going to probably be that the, those guys we hear about Juan Soto or Victor Robles, and the Nationals are, are not kind of interested in trading those guys. So I think the biggest thing is going to be uh, who blinks first uh, on that and whether or not the Nationals are willing to pay the price for Real Muto or not. I think that regardless of whether Montero is, is, is at spring training or not, um, that's still going to be the, the biggest issue is whether or not they're willing to pay. They're probably less inclined to pay for you know to pay the price for Real Muto now just because they have a little bit more depth at catcher. Could this deal still happen, the JT Real Muto deal, with the Nats holding on to Victor Robles? Well, I mean, that's that's kind of what they're hoping. Uh, I think that, you know, at least with the talk with the Marlins, um, the Nationals do still have a very strong uh, system. MLB.com's Marlins reporter Joe Rosaro wrote this week just kind of that the Nationals have really insisted on uh, trying to get Spencer Keyboom or Eric Fetty or some of their other prospects who are still pretty highly touted. And guys who were in the top 100, uh, Keyboom is a top 100 prospect this year. Fetty was last year. So these guys are still really good prospects. They'd like to center around the deal on those guys as opposed to Robles and, uh, or, or, or Soto. Um, I would probably be surprised if the Marlins decided to, to cave in and, and decide to take, you know, and decide to take one of those other guys as the centerpiece. Um, but, uh, you know, that's kind of where the national stand is that if they get this done, they probably, you know, they, they don't want to give away those guys we've seen over the last couple of years. All right, let's talk <laughs> about one of the last pieces of the puzzle for the Nationals that isn't their catcher. It's their fifth starter. Who's most likely yeah. to fill this role, do you think? 
Yeah, I wrote about this this week as well. And I mean, AJ Cole is, is probably the guy who's going to enter as a favorite uh, right now. Um, you know, he's a guy who's, who's one, he's out of options. Um, that's going to be a big factor is that you can probably still keep some of the other guys on your roster with your, your younger guys. But AJ Cole is a guy who's got to be in the major league roster or you've got to put him on waivers. Um, and Cole performed pretty well last year, uh, especially in the second half of the year. Over that last, I think, 10 or 11 appearances, he had about a three ERA. Um, and even in the second half, a sub. Uh, you know, about a, about a mid-three ERA. So he's a guy who, who started, so once he got some regular starts, spot starting is really hard, and he kind of has, has spoken a couple of times about how that adjustment for him the last couple of years has been pretty difficult. Um, I think that the biggest thing uh, for him in getting in a regular routine, and rota- uh, regular routine in the rotation, we saw kind of some of those positive benefits and some of the things that they, they thought they had with Cole um, when he was a prospect, when he was a, a couple of years ago, when he was younger. So I think they're still pretty encouraged by what they saw from Cole in the second half, but I wouldn't count out Eric Fetty. Uh, he's still a top-pitching prospect. They still really have high hopes for him and, and, and what he could be in the majors. Um, and they also you know, brought back Edwin Jackson on a minor league deal. Um, and are, uh, gonna, I would assume maybe invite some other people to spring training to try to, try to widen that depth and kind of get a look at a couple of different arms to see who kind of fits best uh, in that fifth-starter role. All right, casting a wider net, talking about pitching, former national Matt Albers finds a home in Milwaukee. So what are the Nationals going to do, and who will they potentially target to shore up middle relief? You know, I think that uh, the Nationals did have some interest in Matt Albers. They, they did talk to him kind of before the winter meetings about a potential two-year deal as well. Um, obviously, they ended up signing Brandon Kensler uh, to that two-year deal, and I think that was really the hole that they were trying to fill. It was, it was kind of potentially going to be one of those guys. Um, and I think the uh, with them, they feel pretty good about their their bullpen their, as it stands right now, especially from the right side, um, because of Sean Kelly and Cody Glover. And I think that those guys, uh, obviously, they've had the injury histories they've had, um, but right now they're both healthy. They should be going to spring training without uh, kind of any restraints. I think that's going to be the biggest key, um, you know, for both of the, uh, for for both of them and for this bullpen is that if, if they can have those guys into the middle relief and, and, and those guys can be healthy and be effective and pitch the way that we've seen them capable of pitching, then they should be able to you know, you know kind of absorb the loss of, the loss of Albers um, without really taking too much of a hit. Um, but Albers was really good for them last year and was a, a great find and, and kind of a really underrated um, uh, underrated signing for them uh, last winter. All right, Nationals look like they have uh, almost all the pieces in place till just a couple weeks until pitchers and catchers report. So we'll have to see if any other moves are made, but it seems like they pretty much got it all locked down. That's going to do it for us here on MLB.com Extras, our Nationals edition. We will be back next week with a brand new episode, so make sure you stay tuned. Thanks, Jamal. Appreciate you joining us. Thank you.